You're listening to All Things Crime, brought to you by Abject Entertainment. Be sure to check out some of the other great true crime podcasts from this network, including The Murder in My Family, Missing Persons, Scene of the Crime, Three Men and a Mystery, DNA ID, Malice, Riddle Me That, and Zodiac Speaking. All of these podcasts are available for you to binge on right now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe where you're listening to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. Warning, All Things Crime is a true crime production that may contain violent or disturbing material. Viewer or listener discretion is advised. Well, there was one time I was in Virginia and there was a, there's a speed trap set up and uh, the trooper gets out of his vehicle. And, uh, you know, of course I pulled over right away, uh, windows down, hands on the wheel. And if he got to the car, he just looked at me and he goes, uh, sir, can I get your license registration? So uh, I hand him everything. He says, sir, step out of the car. So now I'm thinking, oh boy, what's going to happen? I didn't know it in, you know, in certain spots in Virginia, uh, this is actually standard practice. They just want you to get out the car so, take, so that they, they can take a good look at you. And I got out the car and the look he gave me, he just goes, oh no. Like he actually vis- <laughs> hopefully said, oh no. So uh, I go, can I hand you one more piece of ID in my back pocket? He says, sure. I give him my uh, job ID and he goes, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out uh, we had rented a vehicle and the vehicle's uh, license plate came back to a whole bunch of suspended uh, summonses, which wasn't my fault, which wasn't, you know, I don't know whose fault it was, but uh, he goes, yeah, I, I thought I was gonna have to uh, put you in cuffs. And I was just thinking about what was gonna happen. I said, no, you know, we actually wound up uh, becoming friends. Uh, I, I'm friends with him to this day. We call each other and joke around. But uh, he was so visibly relieved that he was that I wasn't gonna fight him and that I was actually on his side. <laughs> Zeke, welcome to All Things Crime. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I definitely appreciate the opportunity. Uh, The pleasure is all mine. And for my listening and viewing audience, I want to introduce uh, Zeke. He is the, uh, well, he's a police officer and he's also a podcaster. And I see him, he's really active on different social media platforms. So if you ever get the chance to uh, look him up, definitely do and give him a follow. And his podcast is awesome. So especially if you guys want to know really what policing is like in today's environment, then you, (laughs) you got to listen to Zeke and and he, he puts a, what is it? CWA on there, a cop with attitude. Cop with attitude. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I love it, man. And that's one of the things that, that actually attracted my attention to you. And uh, first, I, I, I think Twitter is where I first saw you, some of your comments and things. And I was like, man, this is a guy after my own heart. So I got to figure out who this is and see if I can get him on my show. No, oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean, I, it makes me glad that a lot of cops are listening in and reading my tweets and uh, listening to the podcast and they're agreeing with, you know, a lot of what I have to say. Uh, it's, it's it's a great feeling when, you know, I'm walking down the street and a cop will see me. He'll, you know, Zeke, I follow you. <laughs> a lot of times it scares me, but because <laughs> he j- jumps out of nowhere, but uh, it, it, it's a good feeling. You know, it lets me know I'm going in the right direction. Well, I think there's a lot of people that are kind of closet types that, you know, they, they really agree with a lot of the things that you say, but in many, and I, I think this is by design, many of them are actually afraid to, to voice an opinion like the way you do. 
especially when you grab a microphone or a megaphone basically is what you're doing and just blasting it out there because it's weird what is going on. And, and like I, like I mentioned earlier, this isn't a political show, but it's a show about policing and it's a show about the crime, the, the whole crime process. Now I, in my travels and I've traveled all over the world. And so it, it, I, I especially enjoyed listening to some of your other guests on your podcast. They talk about world travels and how, uh, lots of people really have no idea what they're talking about because they've never been there. They've never actually experienced what they're voicing their opinion on, which drives me crazy. In the process of doing that, it, it was really enlightening to me because I was like, you know, of all the people that need to be talking about how to do better policing and how to do better law enforcement, it should be law enforcement. And I, and I think you actually mentioned in one, in one of your podcasts that you were saying, of all the panels and things that you're talking about, about reforming police and everything, there's no cops on there. There's nobody that actually has any street experience who's talking about the reforms that need to happen. And so I, I wanted to get you on today to, you know, get your opinion on that. So, you know, as opposed to the, the political side, you know, if we were to make some good changes and well, first of all, b- before we even talk about changes, Let's talk about what you think the problem is. So as you're out there in the streets and you were actually, you know, doing your job, what is it you're running into? So what's it like out there? Honestly, if we're going to talk about fixing anything in policing, I mean, the, the problem has to be addressed. The hard questions need to be asked to a lot of people in the community. You know, why aren't you taking more of a responsibility for what happens in your neighborhoods, in your communities yesterday? There's a seven-year-old girl shot in Chicago that I mentioned on Twitter. Why aren't there protests looking for answers for this seven-year-old girl getting shot? You know, she didn't do anything wrong to anyone. She was waiting in line for McDonald's and McDonald's drive-thru. Why aren't there protests? Why why isn't the mayor who cried for a 13-year-old gang member, why isn't the mayor crying for this girl? You know, why aren't there community leaders working with the police to try to bring whoever shot this little girl into custody? Why, why, I I just had all these questions. Why, why, why? You know, they always talk about police reform. Let's change policing. Let's get policing out there with less weapons. Let's, you know, work on de-escalation. Well, when is the community gonna get their training? You know, when when are parents gonna get their training to be more active in their children's lives? Um, When are teachers gonna get training in order to stop their indoctrination? You know, it's not a teacher's job to train a kid on how they feel, how a teacher feels. You know, I I don't think there's anything really wrong or broken about policing. Predators, their acts are evil. We call them monsters. We say no human could perpetrate the crimes they have committed, but in truth, Only human beings execute these horrific acts. And if you're like me, you want to know why. To find out, join me, Ariel Cooksey, on my podcast, Malice. As a social psychologist, I dig into the psychology, sociology, neurobiology, child development, trauma, and other factors that come together to create malicious offenders. Find Malice wherever you listen to podcasts.
you know, I think a few things need to get cleaned up here and there, but, you know, little tiny minuscule things. I think the main change needs to happen in the community with the parents, with the teachers, with these neighborhood activists. If you want to see real change, that's where it starts. There is so much absolute truth in what you just said. And it's so bizarre to me. I mean, it's hard to even put it into words, honestly. The, the, the shift that is happening away from personal responsibility. It's like nobody's responsible for anything. It's always somebody else's fault now. And the, the weird thing about communities as a whole, and you can go back all the way to the Wild West days, you know, as, as a whole, it, it, take the movie Tombstone. I'm, I'm assuming you've seen Tombstone before. Who hasn't? <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. What a classic that movie is. So, yeah, exactly. and there's different, you know, like Wyatt Earp, and, but it's all the same thing. So if you look at these Wild West type shows and it shows the, the community as a whole is struggling, but they're all helping each other. They're all kind of, you know, everybody goes to the general store and buys from there. And then the general store guy helps the ranchers. And, but there's also, there's always like one or two central figures that their job is to enforce the laws, the rules that the community establishes. But there's only for, for a town of a hundred people or 200 people, there's like one guy. And if that one guy, the sheriff, doesn't have the support of the community, there's no way he would be able to actually enforce what the rules are that they established. And to me, today, when you look at today's environment and you look at guys like you that are out there trying to enforce the rules and the laws that the community established, they told you what they wanted enforced. And then they said, okay, now go out and enforce it. But then when you do go out and enforce it, they come down on you. They, you know, they, they come down like a hammer and they're like, you got to stop doing that. And it's like, well, make up your mind. Do you want laws enforced or not? And if you don't, then okay, we'll go find something else to do. And you're on your own, but they don't want that. They just want you to become whatever it is they have in their mind that, that they should have. And I'm like, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. But no. so what, what is, you know, in, in that kind of a context, uh, I, is that, do you agree with that? Or what do you, what do you think? Well, I mean, they, they have this picture, like you said, of, of what they want us to be. And it, it's, it's the complete opposite of what actually happens in the real world. I, cops will love voluntary compliance 100% of the time. If that could actually happen, that's a great day, a great situation for a cop. The truth is people fight back. <laughs> you know, they, a lot of times they don't want to go back to jail. A lot of times they don't you know, they want to resist just because they think it's the thing to do, whether for, it's for street cred or, or whatever. So policing then gets ugly, as I say. Um, you know, there's no pretty way to take someone into custody who's trying to fight you. It gets ugly. It gets real. Um, it gets physical. The problem is now it's on TV and everybody wants to cry, oh, police brutality, police brutality. You know, first of all, the problem could be stopped from them not resisting. And then second of all, you know, we need a little bit more understanding. You know, we're doing our jobs. We're actually not trying to hurt this person. We're trying to get them under control. Now, are there cops that take it a little bit too far? Sure. You know, we've all seen video of cops where we kind of look at that and go, Ugh, you know, they, they, he probably shouldn't have done that. But um, for the overwhelming majority, the cops are out there doing the right thing. They're doing the job to the best of their ability. And at the end of the day, they just want to go home. There's, there's, there's no hidden agenda. There's no 
you know, prejudice. There's no, there's no animosity. You do your job, you go home. But uh, the elected officials, the easiest solution for them is just to blame the cops. It, it, it's an invincible position. They get to blame the cops. They get to say, oh, we're going to do better. We're going to introduce this kind of training. We're going to do de-escalation, which people seem to think that you can abuse the cops as much as you want without them getting mad or, or yelling back. And the community gets off scot-free. You know, like you said, it's, it's always someone else's fault. But like that's why I said, if you want to address the real problems in the community, if you want real change, if you want real progress, you have to start there. It's not an easy answer. But for any politician that truly wants to affect change, that's where they have to start. My thought is all of these politicians that are out there uh, bashing on the cops, to me, I'm like, wait a minute, you guys are the ones that set these rules. So the people elected you to go out and make laws. And once you make the laws, we hire people to go out and enforce the laws. And then when they get enforced, you don't like them. I'm like, right. well, you are the politician. So if you don't like the, if you don't like what these guys are doing out there, then change the laws yeah. and, you know, and then face the consequences of the community saying, you know, what do you mean? It's not, it's not against the rules to rob people anymore. You're an idiot. I'm going to vote you out of there. You know, but none of the politicians want to do that. They just want to make, you know, you guys, the bad guys. And again, to me, it's just, it's this weird it's this weird cycle that we're in and I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around it and it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I have, have you, uh, do you know Dion Joseph? He's out in LA. No, it doesn't ring a bell. Okay. You need to look him up. Uh, he was also a guest on, uh, on this podcast and video cast and fantastic guy. He's a, he's a cop out there and, and works skid row. And so there's a lot of homeless out there and, uh, some of the things that he does, especially on LinkedIn, some of his videos are just spot on fantastic. And so I, I think you two would really be a, a force together talking from both coasts and being able to um, almost join your message. He's he's uh, I, I think he's kind of the same mindset that you are in that. Look, making the police and making law enforcement the scapegoat and the enemy is not going to end well for anybody, even the people that are actually doing it. I, I don't think they understand the long game here because ultimately if you get rid of law enforcement or you weaken law enforcement, it's the same with the military. I have a military background. So as they weaken the military, you know, what is the, it, it like your goal might be to fix law enforcement or the military. But ultimately, what is the repercussion of that? And it, the more you handcuff the cops, the worse society is going to get. I, to me, I just don't understand how people cannot see that. Well, I mean, it's, it's an easy, like I said, it's an easy fix for them. Their main goal is to get reelected. So they're not going to do anything to mess with that. They're not going to give hard answers towards the community that might work in the long run, or, or, but for, for the short term, they don't get reelected or they, they jeopardize their chances of being reelected or, you know, for them to get reelected, they have to give the easy, soft answer, which is to demonize cops, to uh, weaken the military, to go after the people that, that to sort of pick and choose where they want to go. 
Yeah, I mean, just like I said, you know, they, they create these laws, like you said, they create these laws. The people don't understand what you, you know, if you want the laws changed, you have to affect the lawmakers. The people making the most noise right now are the ones affecting change. You know, you're talking about Black Lives Matter, you're talking about Antifa, they're making the most noise. So according to these politicians, they think this is what the people want. This is why I tell people you have to be more vocal and more open about your support for cops. Once these elected politicians see that there's a, a swell of support for cops, they're gonna change their tune. Um, you know, even, even the most liberal of them are going to change their tune. Thank you for listening to All Things Crime. We are so grateful for all of our listeners. If you enjoyed this, please give us a positive review so other people can find it as well. Have an amazing All Things Crime Day.